0: reading uh, which we have taken from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 5, the opening verses, and then Matthew chapter 7, the closing verses. And there is a connection between the opening uh, verses in Matthew 5 and the closing verses in chapter 7, and indeed all that comes in between, Uh, because this part of Matthew's Gospel is known as the Sermon on the Mount. It's a record of a sermon that Jesus preached. uh, And as we'll see in a moment, it was preached to those who were following him as his disciples. Uh, And we want to, as it were, pick up uh, in his closing um, words, where he's now making very close application uh, to the people who were listening to him so let's read the opening and then the closing Matthew 5 verse 1 now when he saw the crowds Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down his disciples came to him and he began to teach them and that's everything then that follows right through to chapter 7 verse 13 where we have the close enter through the narrow gate For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority, and not as their teachers of the law. Amen. Please now turn over to the rear side of your order of service. Uh, as we come now to think Upon uh, some verses from Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Uh, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and spacious the road that leads to destruction, and many are they entering through it. But narrow is the gate and restricted the road that leads to life, and few. Are finding it. I want to speak to you this evening for a few moments, or for a short while, uh, on the theme which road are you on? Which road are you on? Imagine someone is coming to your house for the first time. We've all done this. You give them directions beforehand, however, 10 minutes after they should have arrived, The phone rings, and they say, I am lost. You ask them, where are you? They reply, I don't know. Then you ask them, which road are you on? Look for the name on the road. For if they know the road they're on and are able to tell you that, you will be able to give them fresh directions To your house. Which road are you on? Tonight we are considering this question, not thinking now of reaching someone's house, but of reaching God, of reaching heaven. Each of us is traveling a road in life. And we need to ask ourselves, is this the right road? Am I on the right road? How will I know if I'm on the right road to God and to heaven? We need to ask ourselves, where does the road I'm on lead to? And if I'm travelling on the wrong road, of course the all-important question is, how do I get onto The right road. And those are the kind of questions we're going to touch on tonight. But as we come to think about those questions and answer them. Who should we listen to? Who should we listen to for counsel about the road to God and to heaven? My roots are in Fermanagh. A little townland called Dromore Little. Fermanagh doesn't use road names and numbers. Imagine you wanted to travel to my parental home. Who would you ask? The person sitting beside you? Would you ask one of the elders? Thinking, well, they're supposed to know everything about me. Would you ask your next door neighbour? Would you say, well, tomorrow when I go into work, I'll ask my best friend at work. Why, of course, if you wanted to go to Dremor Little, you would ask me. After all, I have come from there. And I go back there regularly. And if anyone wants to know the way to Dremor Little, um, or if anyone knows the way to Dremor Little... It will be I. If you want to reach God. If we want to go to heaven. Who is the best person to ask? Do you ask yourself? And say I'll rely on whatever I come up with? Do you ask the philosopher who looks at life and reasons about life? Will the scientist be able to answer the question, how do I get to God? How do I reach heaven? What about the newspaper columnist who comments on current affairs? Will they be able to tell you how to get to God and to heaven? What about your friend? Or what about the general public? Put a lot of emphasis today on public opinion, majority opinion. What about majority opinion? Will it be able to tell you and me how to get to God or to heaven and to heaven? Surely again, the best person to ask is one who has come from heaven to earth. One who proved on earth he is the son of God. One who has gone back to heaven to his father. Surely the best person to ask how to get to God, how to get to heaven, is Jesus. Who came from God. Who came from heaven. Who has returned to God and to heaven. And so tonight, because I hope we agree that he is the best person to ask, we are going to listen to him. And we're going to let him show us the road to God. The road to heaven. Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14. Which road are you on? And the first point that I want us to think about is the broad road or the narrow? The broad road or the narrow road? Sometimes people say to me, I am not a Christian. But I am not anti-Christian. Or they will say to me, I have an open mind about the Christian faith. And they are suggesting by saying that, that there is a third road. There is Christian And there is non-Christian, and then there's a road which is the road of the undecided, the road of the indifferent. But Jesus allows only in our passage for two roads. The broad way, verse 13, or the spacious road, as I translated it. And then verse 14, the narrow or the restricted road, as I translated it. There is not a third road, a middle road between a Christian and a non-Christian. Either you're on the road to God and to heaven, or you and I are on the road away from God and heaven. Which road are you on? The broad or the narrow? But what is the broad road? Well, the broad road is the road that makes self God. It's the road that says, I will believe what I want to believe. I will live how I want to live. I will do what I want to do. My beliefs, my morals, my life will be run by me. No one else, not a parent, not a friend, not a spouse, not even God, will tell me what to believe or how to live. That is the mindset of the broad road. The narrow road, by contrast, has God as its focus. Has God as as its center. The person and the narrow road says of God, He is the creator. I am the creature. He is the ruler. I am the subject. He is the savior. I am the sinner. He is the judge. I am the guilty. He is the one to fear, to worship, to love, to obey to serve that's the mindset of the narrow road which road are you on the broad all built around self or the narrow built around and under god that brings us secondly Which road are you on? The road to destruction or to life? The road to destruction or to life? There is a common and widespread belief today that everyone goes to heaven when they die. If there is a heaven... Regardless of the road, they have travelled in life. At a time of death, people will sometimes say of the deceased, they are in a better place now. And that is said regardless of how the person has lived. Well, are they? Is that what Jesus says? Well it depends on the road a person takes in life. Look at verse thirteen again, where Jesus says, and spacious the road that leads to destruction, or broad is the road leading to destruction. Look then at verse fourteen. And restricted or narrow the road leading to to life. Both roads don't lead to heaven and to God. Everyone doesn't go to heaven when they die. Just as there are two very different roads that people travel, so there are two very different destinations that people arrive at. This word destruction could be translated equally well as hell. Because that's what it refers to. It's another word that Jesus uses and the Bible uses for hell. For example, in John 17 verse 12, Jesus uses it again. And he describes Judas, that man who was among his disciples... One of the twelve who had heard him and who had done things in his name, but who hadn't truly believed in him and ultimately rejected him. He says of Judas, he describes him as a son of perdition or destruction in the modern versions. It's the same word. And Judas would go to hell because of the road he travelled. Yes, the road he travelled in the midst of true disciples. It's possible for someone to be in church and to be among the true people of God all their lives and yet to travel on the road that is not leading to heaven and to God but to lead to hell. Now life which is the destination of the narrow road, it equates heaven. To have life is to know God and it is to go to heaven. And so Jesus is saying here, living life with self as your focus, in other words, traveling the broad road, will take you and me To hell. Living life with God. As your focus. The narrow road. Will take you and me. To heaven. Hell. Where all the blessings of God are removed. All those things we enjoy now. And only the wrath of God is experienced. Heaven Where all the blessings of God. That we enjoy now. We we will enjoy there. Even in far far greater. Fullness. So which road. Are you on. The road leading. To destruction. To hell. Or to life. To heaven. The third question. Which road are you on? The road of the many or the few. Jesus states of the broad road. Here in verse 13, the end of it. And many are they entering through it. It's reference back to the gate and then the road. Many are they entering. We might put it, many are they entering and going along it the road that focuses on self i me is well traveled it's a busy road we might say it's a popular commuter road or route the many on this road they go to church but only usually for funerals. The many on this road treat this day as no different to the other six. The many on this road dismiss the Bible as old-fashioned and contradictory and unreliable. The many on this road live for personal choice. The many on this road view Jesus as an irrelevance. The many on this road say, if there is a heaven, I will make it there by myself. Are you on the road of the many? Jesus says of the narrow road and few are they finding at the end of verse 14. The road that puts God at the centre of life, it isn't nearly as popular. There are no throngs of people on it. It's more like a country road. And the few on it, how do they look at life? Well, they see God as the source and the secret of their life. They say this day, of all the seven days in the week, this is the Lord's day. It is a day for worship. It's a day for rest. It's a day for God's blessing to flow into my life as I gather In the church. The few on this road confess Jesus as Savior and say without Him I would be on my way to hell. The few on this road build their lives around daily communion with Christ. See the most important thing in my life tomorrow is not my job, it's not my bank balance. It's not my pleasures. It's not my hobbies. It's that I tomorrow would um, learn of Jesus Christ and know him with me and be able to speak to him in prayer, be able to listen to him in his word. And the few in this road, they know all too well. I am not good enough to go to heaven. I could never go by myself, can never get there on my own. Which road are you on? The road of the many, or the road of the few? And that brings us finally this evening to which road are you on? The road whose gate is wide, or whose entrance is wide, or whose entrance is narrow. Each road has a head or an entrance. And Jesus says of the broad road, verse 13, for wide is the gate. Wide is the gate. And a wide gate means there's no difficulty in getting through. With all of that explains with our cars. Uh, And if there's a narrow gate, you're looking from side to side. There's a wide gate you just sail on through in a higher gear and without too much attention to your mirrors. A wide gate means that lots of people can pass through at the one time. A wide gate means, you see, onto this road that is broad, this road that ends in hell, this road that many travel The wide gate means there's no restriction. There's no separation between people or ideas. You come as you are. And to travel the broad road, you don't have to give up anything. You don't have to leave anything behind. You can bring all that is you with you. You don't have to change how you think. Don't have to adjust how you live. You just come as you are, and you just be who you want to be, and you just live as you want to live, and one way of life is as good as the other. That's the gate that is wide. Now like Jesus says of the narrow road, for narrow verse fourteen, is the gate. I was testing out my children yesterday evening. Do they know what a turnstile or a turnpike gate is? Uh, If you don't know what one is, drive along Sandringham, Cary Grammar entrance from Sandringham into the school grounds and there is a turnpike gate there. Okay, it's one of these uh, gates uh, where there's an upright column and then there are these hoops that come out Uh, and you can only pass through one at a time you see them at football grounds or they used to be in football grounds and at the height of the troubles you would have found them at government buildings it's a gate that allows only one person to enter at a time it's a gate that allows for no baggage and to pass through the gate Jesus says that puts me on the road to heaven and to God. I have to lay aside everything. Everything. I have to lay aside myself. Got to forget about myself. I've got to lay aside my sin. But equally I've got to lay aside my good deeds. I might have a list of things that I think well. You know yes I've got sins but here's good things. And one balances the other out. But no I've got to lay aside my good things. My good deeds. I've got to lay aside my religion. That might lead me to think well if I go to church. If I read the Bible. uh, If I do good works that... I'll get to God. I've got to lay it aside. I've got to lay aside my respectable life. Whatever is the reason that I follow it. Whether it's because it's the way I've been brought up. Or in order to conform to those around me. Or in order to get on. I've got to lay it all aside. I've got to lay aside my achievements. Everything that I have done. It's no good. I can't present it. And somehow take it with me at the gate. God will lay aside everything and pass through the gate. And the gate you see is Jesus. He himself is the gate. The narrow gate. Jesus is the only way onto the narrow road to heaven and to God. No other way. No other person. No other religion. No other activity. Jesus comments at the end of the verse 14. Few are they finding it. Few are they finding it. Why does he say that? Well Jesus isn't saying that he makes himself hard to be found By you or by me. No Jesus presents himself to you and me. Very clearly. And very powerfully. And very personally. And very publicly. But you see the problem is. That many of us. When we're confronted with the need to face up to our sin, when we're confronted with the need to confess our sin, when we're confronted with the need to leave our sin and to follow Jesus, what do people say? The price is too high. It's too much. I want to live as I think, as I want And so they continue on the broad road to hell. That's why few are they finding. It's not any fault in Jesus. It's not any limitation in him. The problem lies with you and me and our fellow men who say, I don't want that. And tonight Jesus stands before us, and we come now to the opening words in verse 13. There's only one command, there is one command in this verse. And he stands before us and he says, Enter, enter through the narrow gate. It's a command, it's in the plural. So it's addressed to all mankind. It's addressed to all of us here tonight. And it's in a form which means enter once. We don't, when we have uh, come to Jesus and, and entered into God's family through him, it's, we don't need to do it tomorrow again and the next day after that. No, we do it once the same way as you were born once into your family. So we enter once and we continue in the family of God. But It's a command to enter. And it's to enter through him. And through who he is. Through his perfect sinless life that he lived. And through his sin bearing death. That he died on the cross where he took sin to himself, the sin of his people and died for them. And he says, enter through me, my life, my death, my resurrection for the forgiveness of your sins. Enter by him and you are saved. Which road are you on? The road whose gate is wide. Or the road whose gate is narrow. Whose gate is Jesus. Have you obeyed this command of his that comes to you personally? whereby he says to you, and he puts your name after it, enter, whatever your name is, through the narrow gate, through me. Which road are you on? Amen. Let's pray. We thank you, almighty God, this evening for the road that is narrow, the gate that is narrow. We thank you for the road that leads to life. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you that in him we have all that we do not have. And in him we have all that we cannot attain of ourselves. And in him we have all that we need in order to reach you And in order to reach heaven. Lord keep us from being foolish. Keep us oh Lord from being stubborn. Keep us from thinking. We will walk our way. And we will continue on the broad road. And somehow. uh, Foolishly think. That we will end at the destination. Which is life. And heaven. And with you yourself. Lord God, help any this evening here who have not yet entered through Jesus. By your grace, enable them to do so now. Enable them to turn from their sin. Enable them to leave aside all their achievements. Leave aside everything that says myself. And to look to Jesus. And to take him and receive him as Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen.